All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday night. I'm Elio, he's Ben, and this is a PC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Ben, how are you? I'm good, man. You know, a uh, long week, but a fun one. And um, thank you once again for adjusting to my schedule. You know, what is going on with you? You're always, like, uh, going away on some trip. What's the, what, what is it with you? You're, you're, you're always uh, shifting schedules around. Come on. What's going on? Why don't you so, shift your trip around? <laughs> okay, well, so, not, so where, yeah, where are you going? I'm going to um, West Virginia because the uh, oh. the independent wrestling company I'm associated with is having our our first show since COVID, so it's our first show in a, in a year and a half. Okay, you know what? That's an exception, Dan. Normally, I would get mad because you're you're rescheduling everything, but this is fun. I approve because you're going to see wrestling. Yes, and, and on top but, of that, but but I want to report next week on on the show. Well, absolutely, and and I can. I can use that to draw interest in the show because, uh, um, you know, we'll probably get a lot of new uh, listeners off of that. Mm-hmm. So that would be a good idea. Okay, so you're saying, sorry, before I, I, before I cut you off, sorry. What were you uh, saying? Uh, no, you're good. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah, I just... Um, I had a party last week, and then I got um, I got this thing uh, tomorrow. Um, but then after that, we'll be good. And then I'm actually um, I'm actually in the show tomorrow because I'm oh. I'm uh, doing the announcing for the main event. Oh wow! Okay, and who's in the main event? Um. Let, let me uh, look that up just so I don't get it wrong. Um, All right. So give, well, while you do that, I'm gonna, one second. While you're doing that, I'm going to tell all the fans what we have lined up for tonight. So we have our usual week in wrestling. We have Raw, AEW, NXT, and SmackDown. We also have two shows from Southwest where we're going back into the 80s, sometime between 80, 80 and 85 or 84 around there and then we're going over to Memphis in 1988 right and I uh, and Elio uh, asked me if we should change the format of that segment so to take out the uh, time travel element and I was like no I like that time travel element oh yeah no, you know I, was, I, mean? I was I was just asking uh, what you thought. No, 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 you're you're good, but you know it's just after all after all that we do to tie in the Back to the Future bit. Yeah, I kind of like that. So um, so to answer your uh, question b- before you gave the rundown. Yeah, uh, while while you do that, I'm gonna I'm just looking up uh, movies from 1988. Right. So the main event for this uh, show that I'm going to tomorrow is a champion versus champion match. Um, Pinning the Elite Pro Wrestling Alliance heavyweight champion Shane Malice against the NWL, which is the National Wrestling League uh, champion, Anthony Anthony Athens. 
Good okay. Lord, that, that's a tongue twister. Uh, Anthony Athens. Try, yeah. to say, try to say that five times fast. That is, oh, well. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So other than that, uh, your week, well, your week's about to get, uh, to go from bad to good to bad because of the wrestling from what you were telling me. Well, yeah, it, you know, it's just, honestly, I vastly prefer going to these independent shows over watching WWE television. I really, I really do. Uh, you know, because at least, at least with these, um, you know, independent shows, the the people actually try to put on and entertaining shows because, it, you know, even with SmackDown tonight, but before they righted the ship, I was like, wait a minute, what are they doing here on at least you know two different occasions, which we'll get into. Um, um. But well, let's get started. Um, All right. So when do you, when do we say we get into Monday Night Raw and take it away? Oh joy! Oh my god! So unless okay. uh, did you want to do an abbreviated version where high points and low points? Yes. Okay, go ahead. God bless him. I love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. There is a God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I feel so much better now. <laughs> okay. Very, very good. Okay. Um, so, first off, we have this terrible promo. From? From uh, Nikki Ash. Oh, that that was a bad. Okay, Nikki Nikki Ash is terrible on the microphone. Now, now, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, let me let me explain this. If you if you count the 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 pre the pre promo package, um. And the actual promo put together, this first segment of the show took up 20 minutes. Really? Because no, no, I'm serious. Because I, I wasn't keeping ta- track of ta- the time. Oh no, I, no, I'm I'm very serious. As a matter of fact, I I went back and I checked to see how long it went. Come on. Um, because I was just like, why is this going so long? So I was just curious. And I actually went back and looked at it and it, and it checked in at like 19 minutes and 30 seconds. Wow. Jeez. All um, right, go on. <laughs> you know, and so, so it starts out with Nikki A.S.H. Oh, my God. Can we just call her Nikki Cross and be done with it, please? Um, but then she's like, you know, she feels like a superhero every time she puts her outfit on and she's so happy to be here with the fans again and sit standing here as champion and it's a dream come true. And, you know, and she really, uh, she really feels like she's almost a superhero in, in her outfit and she points to the fucking butterfly on her chest 
Which I which I found funny because you you know this this is like a throwback to the, to the divas era of booking for the women and uh, you know I just I just find that to be an ironic twist because the insignia on the old divas championship was a butterfly so I just find that to be an interesting uh, you know I hate, I hate that title. Oh, so did I. It's it's absolutely it's disgusting. So, so I think for the first time in my life, I was happy when I heard Charlotte Flair's music hit. Not because I don't think Charlotte's a good wrestler, but when it comes to a promo, she can't cut one. <laughs> but 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 even she's an improvement over over this Nikki Ash giving at least on the mic. I have a question. Why are we calling her ASH? We went from Ash to ASH. Because it's almost a superhero. No, I get it, but why 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 are we going from Ash to ASH? Why don't you just stick with Ash? Well, because uh, the the reason why I'm doing that is because I noticed um dots in between the letters. So No, I'm, but no, but they they do it on 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 TV as well. Right, and so that's why that's why I started doing it. So. I just I just I just hate it. Just, uh, Nikki yeah. Ash or Nikki Cross. That's it. Yeah, I mean I I agree. I mean we're on the same page there, but I you know I can't really come up with a good answer for you other than the fact that it's yeah. fucking Bruce Prichard and Vince McMahon booking this shit. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. I, I honestly I honestly can't believe that they have an entire creative writing theme and somehow this is the stuff that gets approved to appear on television. I, I really don't. So so then after this, out comes Charlotte Flair and she's like, really, this is the this is the vision of your new women's champion, which I actually agreed with her on this. I think it's really stupid to have your women's champion dressed up in a superhero costume, which is why I think that this whole entire gimmick is fucking stupid. But we go from superheroes and Nikki A.S.H. to robots and Charlotte Flair cutting a promo on the mic. So we're, we're really not starting out Monday Night Raw very well. No, I gave this a 1.5. I, yeah, I would know a 1. Oh, well, okay. All right. I, I, I was going to say with the 1.5, I think you're being a little generous. but No, 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 no. I had to look, double check because I, I usually, if I, I go from 1.5 and then I'm like, wait, then I watch it again. I'm like, no, you know what? If, if I feel like it, I need to drop it, I drop it down to a 1. Well, absolutely. And then, as if as if our opening monologue to Monday Night Raw, or in this case, a dialogue, um, couldn't get any worse in terms of on-the-mic capability, here comes Rhea Ripley, who they have just absolutely destroyed. Her, her promos. I don't like her promos. Promos are not good. No, no, they're absolutely terrible, and I, I really don't understand why this took twenty minutes of our time. So then she, then here comes Ripley, and she's pretty much laughing at um, 
laughing at Charlotte and uh, Nikki and the fact that this is absolutely ridiculous to look at, which I agree. Um, but it, it's just this whole thing is just ridiculous. And it, and, it, and it ends when Pierce and Sonia say the only thing, the only fair thing to do is to is to make a uh, triple threat match at SummerSlam. Well, I have a fuck. Let me explain something to you. I'm trying not to get too heated because I'm trying to relax because I got a long day tomorrow. But let me let me explain something to you, Mr. Canella. And, and my anger is not directed at you because you're a delightful individual and I love doing this shit. Okay. <laughs> but, Thank you. Well, you're welcome. See, I can be nice. But, but the, the thing that just annoys the fuck out of me. So they're saying that it's a triple threat match. I don't like it. But but even before the triple threat match was announced, it was already announced that that Charlotte and Nikki were going to have a one-on-one match. So what the fuck are we doing? Which one is it? Yeah, but that, that wasn't for the title, was it? I think they're they're doing that next week. This Monday coming up. No, no, no. They were they were no. They were saying this entire time it's for the title. So which one are they doing at SummerSlam? That's what I want to know. Ooh, so I think they're doing a triple threat for the title at SummerSlam. Well, that's not what they that's not what they said the first time around. No, but because I checked uh, later on in the in the in later on this past week, like in the middle of the week, I was checking on Instagram, and they already have the car the poster for like Charlotte Flair, Nikki Cross, and uh, Rhea Ripley. Oh wait! So in other words, the match I don't want to see is the one that we're going with. Yeah. This is see. This is the stupidity that you book yourself into because, you know, at Money in the Bank we had we had Charlotte going into to um into the match as um champion, and then talking about her her match against Rhea Ripley. She uh and then or no, I'm sorry. I'm getting myself all twisted up because the booking's so stupid. And so at Money in the Bank, Rhea Ripley goes in as champion against Charlotte Flair. Then, then she loses. Ben? Yeah. See? Hold on, I found it. I don't know if you can see that. Okay, hold on. Let me pull, let me pull you back up. Oh, okay. Uh, well, boo. <laughs> so, so yeah, so let me let me clarify because I was getting all twisted up because the, the the logic behind this is so stupid. So Rhea Ripley goes into Money in the Bank as as the women's champion against um, the challenger Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. Then then Charlotte wins the title. Mm-hmm. Another useless reign to her. Numbers which were already drastically altered as we as we eight, discussed last week. Eight, so, t- eight title reigns. Get out. Right. So so then after all that, here comes 
here comes Nikki A.S.H. after, you know, after Charlotte didn't take nearly enough damage to justify a title change at this point. Because the, the move that defeated Charlotte Flair, the supposed best of all time from the women's perspective, which is absolute bullshit, um, was, a cr- the boat. was a cross... No, I didn't call her the boat. I would not utter such blast. <laughs> no, because he's at best of the supposed best of all time. Like the boat. Yeah, but that's what WWE wants you to believe, and it's just it's not even true. But yeah, she can't even take out of a cross body. So you're making everybody involved look fucking stupid. And because I damn near fell asleep to start this episode of Monday Night Raw. That. As if the stupidity from money in the bank couldn't get any any worse. So then we're, we're you'll be happy to, to realize that we're skipping the first two matches of Monday Night Raw because I just can't take it. Actually, we're skipping the first three because who wants to talk about Drew, Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal? Wait, wait, hold on. You didn't like Sheamus and uh, Damian Trace? I like the actual match. Yeah, okay. But here, here's here's what I don't like. I don't understand this whole championship con- contender situation. Oh, yeah, I don't get that. Where, where the challenger has to beat the champion to then get another shot for for the title. Like, I understand. I understand that we've seen that before, but why have a why have a label on it? Why not just have them beat the champion in in a in a, in a first of all? I don't I don't like the champions getting beat so regularly on regular TV. But if you're going to go that route once or twice, you know, you don't even need the the fancy name on it. Just have Somebody beat the champion and then build build a rivalry based off of that and, and then have a payoff match. Yeah. All right, well, yeah, we, we're gonna skip the the other two matches after that because I don't care either. Especially especially Drew McIntyre. No, forget it. Go on next. Okay, and then I'm not I'm not gonna go over even Meridian Dewdrop. Yeah, I was gonna say the next four matches. <laughs> um, well, this that was match number three. Was was uh, oh, okay, no, no, Dewdrop. Just, just because I the way I have it listed here, I have right. To, yeah, okay, go on. Right, so so I understand. Um, and then it, it looked like it looked like Natalia got hurt. Um. Mm-hmm. On that one, but she she dodged a bullet. Apparently, it's not as bad as it looked, and she'll only be out a couple of weeks. So that's good, because okay. because I, I don't I don't want to see anybody getting hurt. So, um, and then and then here comes another situation where I have to get fucking pissed the fuck right the fuck off. I tell about Karen Cross and Keith Lee. Yes. <laughs> now, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, at, at, at this juncture in the show, it has to be noted that Jeff Hardy was 
Um, diagnosed with COVID, so he's going to be out for at least... Here we go again. Go on. No, so he's going to be out for at least 10 days. Okay. But that being said, the original plan before that occurred was to have... was to have a rematch between Kenny Cross and Jeff Hardy. And then Jeff Hardy was going to beat Kenny Cross again... And then they were gonna face off for a third time, and then I think Karrion Cross was gonna get really pissed off and beat um, Jeff Hardy. Oh my god, my head is spinning. So at least that didn't happen again, right? So we, now we have Karrion Cross versus Keith Lee, and you guys know what happened last week because I went off on an absolute rant about that and and you know so I so as soon as I see this situation I'm like oh here we go again I'm going to have to blow out my voice box for the second week in a row because I'm about to get really pissed off. Okay Karrion Cross and Keith Lee two gentlemen that I really like and re- would really like to invest in coming off of the NXT roster. As is usually the case, they fought up everybody on the main roster who came from NXT. Every motherfucking body whose name is not Kevin Owens has been fucked up going from NXT to the main roster. And you can check my records, bitch, because they're pretty goddamn <laughs> spotless when I say that. Okay? Now, Karrion Cross, let's discuss this. So you're telling me that a guy who lost in two minutes to, to Jeff Hardy the previous week um, now, now defeats, uh, now defeats a much tougher opponent in Keith Lee, but in, but in, in the midst of doing that, you, you make one of your biggest stars, Keith Lee, or who should be a, a bigger star in Keith Lee, Tap out. You couldn't. You couldn't have the victory in any other capacity. I'll take a pinfall over a tap out. That but, they gave this match eight minutes and fifty-two seconds. But 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 so the, the time doesn't really concern me because at least it wasn't two minutes long. Yeah. But the thing the thing that concerns me is twofold in this scenario and maybe, maybe I didn't do a good job explaining it the first time but I can I can I can try again here first of all why would you book these two together after the buffoonery that took place last week because neither one of these guys can afford two straight losses that's the first thing that makes my blood boil and the 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 blood vessel in my neck just absolutely pulse and pop out. And, Ouch. You know, I, it's, would, would you be on the floor by now? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just, I'm absolutely livid as this is unfolding. So, so that's, that's the first issue. And then the second issue is 
Keith Lee, you have Keith Lee tap out. You really, you have Keith Lee tap out. You just bought him back last week. He loses to Bobby Lashley in a situation that neither one of those two gentlemen should have been in in the first place. But now you have him tap out to the NXT champion. So where the fuck does Keith Lee go from here? So I think I did a pretty good job of explaining that and not blowing a gasket. But to be honest with you, I... It's a, it's a damn good thing that we wait a few days to do this show after Monday Night Raw. Because if we did it right after the goddamn show, Elio, I'm not sure I could contain myself. <laughs> because, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm being very serious. Because I believe you. I, I look at this and I'm just like, what? was that about I just I don't understand you know um, and and the crowd uh, the crowd agreed with both of us because they were completely dead and uninvested in this situation and, and it's the same reason why I didn't watch NXT last week after what happened because you know NXT got completely buried last week, so why would I invest myself in watching last week's show? Now, um, obviously, I watched it this week because I volunteered to review it, so. Um, but, you know, the, the rage that I feel when discussing Keith Lee and Karrion Cross is ridiculous because I thought of all... What would make the Incredible Hulk run away? Yes, okay. it would. Just checking. To, ta- <laughs> to tell you the truth, yes, it would. Okay, just checking. Um, but but it's just of all people that have come from from NXT, I didn't think you could fuck up Karrion Cross if you tried. I really didn't. I thought Karrion Cross was the one guy that they weren't going to fuck up. And I was, I am so sad. I don't know to, how. To, hold on, I don't know how true this is, but apparently, I thought I think they were saying that he he's uh, not on the people's good list backstage. And and did you catch the reasoning for that? Because I heard that too, but I didn't see a reason for that. I I didn't catch the reason though, but uh, that's all I heard. But I, I know he has a habit of not uh, selling during matches. Well, yeah, but that that could be the fact that in NXT he's being booked like a monster. So, so that, that could be the reason for the no selling. Yeah, so. So, but I don't, I don't know if uh, Vince said, well, no, now you're on the main roster, so you have to, to work differently. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, you, you, you know, Vince and Bruce. Whenever they don't like someone, they usually do stuff like this. Well, I I don't know how you I don't know how you don't see money and talent like Harry Cross and Keith Lee. I don't. I, you know, 
I don't, I don't get it, but the same could have been said for Ricochet. The same could have been said for Alistair Black when he was there. The same could have been said for Andrade. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just so I could go on and on and on about my rage regarding how NXT gets treated by the main roster. Um, but, you know, it's just I, I get blue in the face and the shows would get repetitive and then people would stop listening to me because I just, you know, it's the same thing over and over and over again. It's a revolving door. Um, and then after, after this, here's another one that I couldn't give two shits about. Okay. Mason Teabag. T-Bar versus Mustafa Ali and Mansoor who are apparently a tag team now I don't Um, give a fuck I I don't know what to think about this I I, I don't don't know I don't like it I don't care like I'm not a fan of Mansoor no I'm not either um let's see and then we have uh, Bobby Lashley squashing his former Hurt Business compatriots. Yeah, I have a question. Uh, when were Cedric and Sean Benjamin feeding with each other? <laughs> yeah. I don't so know. Why, why are they teaming? But I'm I'm just I'm still I'm still very very disappointed that the Hurt Business is no more because they were one of the coolest things about Monday Night Raw. But of course, leave it to Vince and Bruce to fuck up anything that we might enjoy. I did. I did like the next match, Riddle and Morrison. That wasn't bad. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't mind that. That was a high point. Yeah, I think you're gonna get mad at me. Oh God, what? It, what now? I liked Reginald's entrance. Fuck off! <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> what? I need I need a break, ladies and gentlemen. Here, let me catch it. Let me catch a sip of this delightful IBC root beer. Certainly more delightful than Elio Canella's take on fucking Reginald, who now, as of this evening on SmackDown, is known as simply Reggie. <laughs> I didn't like uh, this match, the ones that don't buy. Yeah, I just like his entrance. I mean, uh, he's the guy's got moves. Plus, I've seen Cirque du Soleil live. Well, I, well, and I can respect his his background in in Cirque du Soleil, and the guy looks like he belongs in a Matrix movie. But uh, you know, but I am just I'm so over this twenty four seven title bullshit. And so so am I though. I am done with yeah. that. Um, okay, um, actually, um, okay, before we, well, the main event we don't have to get into because we already know about that. But uh, there was a dark match after Raw. Yeah. Did you uh, see read that? Um, yeah, it was it was um, Cena and, uh, who was it? Cena and Riddle was teamed up or something. Versus Mace and T-Bar. Why? Why would John Cena team up with Riddle to face these guys? Well, well, the answer as to why they teamed up was because of the promo that they no, had no, to no, get. No, no, no. Oh, I, 
I'm not saying about why did he team with Riddle. I'm saying why did he team up to face these guys? Because it was because it was a squash match to send the fans home happy. A squash match, ten minutes even. <laughs> Jeez. Well, you know, I I have a lot of respect for um for John Cena doing what he's doing right now because you know he doesn't have to do live events and all that yeah. shit. He could just show up, take his money, and go the fuck home, and he, he and he's not doing that. And I have so much respect for that. All right, so is uh, that all we have for Raw? Mercifully, yes. All right, so now we're going to move on to AEW. Ben, a week after Fighter Fest, we get Fight for the Fallen. Yeah, I, I I wasn't really a fan of this. You know show, what? To say the I, truth. I, I I enjoyed both nights of Fighter Fest a lot better than I enjoyed than this uh, fight for the fall. I agree. So my uh my uh, low my low points, of course, are the, is the FTW Championship celebration. Uh yeah. Um. Also, um. Julia, Julia Hart and Thunder Rosa wasn't bad. Like it wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't uh, completely bad. Julia Hart still needs work, though. She's like nineteen years old. Well, and and that that I'm willing to give her a chance. Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna talk shit on a, on a nineteen year old girl. No, no. That's just not how I roll. No, but uh, no, I'm saying that's why I said that it wasn't a bad match. She just needs like more work, but uh, I like her. Yeah. And then, uh, okay, uh, FTR defeating Proud and Powerful was one. Uh, my, that, was a, that was a high point, right? That was a high point. You want to know what my low point of night was? The main event Jericho and Nick Gage. No, 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 no. That uh, one. Yeah. The whole thing with the pizza cutter. And did you uh, read did you read about Domino's reaction? Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> Come I, I, on, really? Well fuck well, first of all, fuck Domino's because they suck. Yeah. Um but from a pizza perspective, but from a business perspective, I don't blame them at all. But yeah, no, the the, the whole match itself was just terrible. In fact, I was looking at Bleacher Report to see what letter they gave it. They gave that match a D. Good. Very good. Like, oh, but, yeah. but, but here's the thing, right? So I was I was curious because the only other time that I had heard, honestly, the only other time that I had heard of of uh, Nick Gage was, was, you know, the dark side of the ring thing, you know, how he, um, you know, died for eight minutes and all that stuff. So out of a desire to learn more and be, you know, and be fair to the guy, I, I looked up some of his stuff. And one of the things that, that popped up uh, that I watched part of was an interview that he did with uh, Chris Van Leet. Okay. Um, and, and he actually, he actually came off very well in that interview and, and talked about, you know, his love for wrestling and, and um, you know, just a just a bunch of different stuff, um, including some of the darker aspects of his past. And so I I I came out with a lot more respect 
Um, toward toward Nick Gage the individual. Well, no, um, they, they, they Nick Gage the person. Like when he's speaking, when he's talking, these interviews. Yeah, he tells, he's actually he doesn't sound bad. Like he talks, he talks well, and some of what he says is like it's pretty cool. Like a lot of things he does talk about. But uh, from like uh, in ring, I'm not a fan of death matches. Well, well, and and that's the thing. I I'm not a fan of death matches. That that's just not. I don't consider that to be wrestling. Um, and you know, I think I think a lot of people would would counter that argument with, well, you like ECW, don't you? And in that kind of the ECW is not death matches. ECW is like those hardcore matches, but they're not like crazy insane, even though they use fires and fire and tables and stuff. Yeah, and and that would be, um, and that would be my exact argument, um, to answer that criticism. Um, but yeah, I remember, um, when I was a, when I was a kid, uh, you know, not knowing what it was, I, I rented a, um, a Combat Zone Wrestling DVD. Oh, damn. <laughs> okay. Well, cause no, cause I thought it was here. just a regular thing and, yeah. and like, I had to turn it off, like, cause, cause I, I mean, that's just not wrestling to me. And, and you and, know what, you know what? I'm going to say this, I think Nick Gage is in here just so they can do have a possibility of John Moxley versus Nick Gage in one of these matches. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that would make sense because, you know, I think there is mutual respect between Moxley and Gage, but I just... I'm trying. I'm. I'm. I'm trying to be fair here and, and yeah. just say like I don't have a lot of exposure to Nick Gage. Yep. I don't. I don't know. Do I? About his career or anything like that. I'm just saying. I'm not the. Now you um, curious. Go go and talk. I'm just looking up. Thinking. I'm not the deathmatch guy. Yeah, and and I saw the I saw the way um, David Arquette got cut, and it was uh, it was disgusting. I almost passed out. I, 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 I have a question. Have you seen um? You cannot kill David Arquette. I, no. Oh, look for that documentary and I watch it because that uh, they talk about. Uh, about that in the documentary, I thought it was well, I thought it was a well done documentary. Yeah, because David Arquette, the way they presented him, they they made it, they made him look like a joke. But this is this guy like actually loves professional wrestling. He's not just like a guy playing wrestler. He actually loves his stuff. Yeah, and and to his credit, when uh, when they gave him the WCW um, title. He's like, he's like this isn't like this isn't a good idea. Yeah, but like I uh, see, but like, it'd be yeah because uh, look at the way they made him look after when they gave him the belt. Yeah. Terrible. But well, they made the entire business look terrible. But to to to, 
David Arquette's credit, he didn't like it either. Um, but yeah, that, did you have anything else to say regarding AEW? Uh, no, that was that was that was it. I guess we can move on to NXT. Okay, well then that'd be my part. Um, <clears throat> I think I think NXT bounced back uh, nicely from. Last week, like I said, I didn't watch last week, but I, I heard it was it was kind of disappointing, um, based on the fact that you know when it comes to to NXT, they're still trying to present uh, carrying like like a killer, but yet on Monday Night Raw they have them losing to Jeff Hardy, whatever. Yep. So, it, so that kind of took me out of. Uh, NXT last Tuesday, but I had to return because I love this podcast and I had to help you out. So, um, first match of the night was actually one of my highlights. Um, it was um, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher versus Oni Larkin and Pete Dunne. Oh come on, that team, that team, I like that team, Ciampa and Thatcher. Oh, I love, I love them yeah. together, absolutely. Yeah, and it was it was a great match, and it had a very um, interesting interesting ending because um, Ridge Holland uh, delivered a clothesline to um, to uh, Timothy Thatcher from the crowd on the outside of the ring. Oh, okay, because um, I saw I saw that uh, he he made his return, so that's where it was. Okay. Yeah, and. Um, and then after after the match, um, he joined forces with with Larkin and Dunn. Oh, we go. After uh, laying laying out everybody, so I'm excited to see what um, what Red Talon can do now that he's back from from the injury. Because I remember the first time I saw him, he damn near killed Johnny Gargano. <laughs> So I was I was very PO'd about that, and then and then shortly thereafter, uh, he broke his leg. So um, he's been out for quite a long time, and uh, so I'm still willing to give him a break. But just everything that um, everything that uh, came out of this first match was was very satisfying. Yeah, I've never, I've never understood Rich Holland's uh, character because I saw we saw him in NXT UK when I was covering that. But um, like after a while, he started growing on me. So yeah, I'm gonna give him a chance too. Right. So um, and then after oh shit, I had the wrong thing. Hold on. So, so then next up. Out comes uh, Samoa Joe. This was another high point um, uh, segment between Samoa Joe and William Regal. Um, so Samoa Joe wants to wants to be uh, wants to have a conversation with William Regal. So out he comes, and uh, Regal walks pissed. Regal played this very very well. You could see that he wanted to fire. Uh, Karrion Cross for laying him out last week. Um, but 
but Joe was like, I got a better idea. I got a three-step process. Uh, one, you, uh, you, you signed this piece of paper releasing me as a NXT uh, like authority figure. Number two, sign me back to the, to the active roster. That was done. Uh, and he was like, beautiful. Step, step number three, um, put, put your name on the dotted line so I, I can face uh, carrying Cross and take over 36. Done. And just that match already has me sold on, on TakeOver 36. See, what I would have done to avoid stupidity and, and and this is why WWE gets absolutely zero points for forward thinking. What I would have done is is if you're gonna if you're gonna bring Kane Cross to the main roster, then let let him finish his thing with Samoa Joe, give Samoa Joe the, the championship at Takeover Thirty Six. And then you can start this whole thing with Karrion Cross. However, instead of bringing Karrion Cross by himself, put him with Scarlet and give him everything that he had as part of his presentation in NXT to begin with. Because now, and the reason I bring that up, ladies and gentlemen, is because now I'm hearing that um, that WWE wants to bring uh, Scarlett in after breaking Kane Cross down to remind him that that he is that ass kicker and all, and only Scarlett can bring that aspect out of him. But my question is, why do you need to break down Kane Cross in the first place? Why do you need to take something away from him only to give that same that same thing back to him? And have him lose all this momentum only to you know gain it back when he already had it. And the only reason, and the only reason he lost it is because you decided to do something stupid and have him lose to Jeff Hardy. That makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> what? what? Okay. Oh, God. God. God damn. So then, so then there's that. So that was another high point. Um. I uh this breakout tournament. Um how was uh, it? I mean I mean look it was a it was a good it was a good match um for the tournament. This is only the second match of the tournament, but it was it was alright. Oh no uh, I was not a I was not a fan of uh Caden Carter and Casey. Well, I'm, I was reading after the breakout tournament. LA Knight wanted to go golfing. Kevin Grant has won ten thousand. What? Yeah, I just you know, look, they're funny bits. I get it. It's gonna get played out though. But to me, it's already getting played out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry. Sorry. Um. That the next match is like Keating Carter. Yeah, Caden Carter oh, and Casey. Well, uh, before that, we had Dakota Kai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Oh yeah, that that and that was a high point to have Dakota Kai turn on Raquel Gonzalez. Oh, loved it. 
Was this a match or was this just an interview no, with No, this was this was a segment with the two of them. Okay. And and it and it was like um you know, as long as um as long as Dakota's with Raquel, she's gonna be um she's gonna be NXT champion, women's champion forever, and then she gradually fades out of frame. As, uh, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, "Oh, here it comes!" Yeah, as soon as soon as as soon as uh, she got up on the rope and uh, Dakota fades out of the camera shot, I'm like, "Here we go!" And, yep. and it, it it came off really well. Um. So yeah, you're saying Keenan Carter and Casey Kanzaro. Yeah, not a fan. Okay. Not a fan. I I don't I don't get it, and then like I wanna I wanna like Hit Row because the first time I saw them I I really liked them, like with their debut segment. But oh, come on, what are they doing with this group? But but now, yeah. But, but now they're starting to lose momentum. Yeah. And yeah, Imperium destroyed them from what I'm reading here. Yeah. Well, yeah, they did. Um, and then main event, it's Bronson Reed versus Adam Cole. Bronson Reed main event, okay. But uh, but I'm like, why why would you? I I don't I I didn't really get it. Not that it was a bad match, but you know, I just you know, what I'm sick of Kyle. It's very it's very obvious that Bronson Reed wouldn't beat Adam Cole. You know, you know what I'm sick of? Uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. I'm done with that feud. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. And, yes. uh, you know, after after that feud, um, you know, well, one, it's played out in my opinion, but two, I thought for sure um, that Adam Cole would go to the main roster. So on one hand, I'm very glad that Adam Cole hasn't gone to the main roster. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to, to see him get the treatment that everybody else gets, because he's Adam Fucking Cole. Um, but but then again, you know, there, there's nothing, there's nothing else for him to do in NXT. So he's he's kind of caught between a rock and a hard place. All, all right, so that's. Sorry, I hate when these videos automatically play on the page. Oh, you know you're just scrolling while I'm doing my job, and you're just waiting for your gear. I'm reading along. I'm following along with you, sir. I, I know. I'm just I know pl- what you're doing. I'm uh, just playing with you. Don't, don't have an aneurysm. <laughs> I know you're about to have one shortly. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, with your list. Okay. Well, let's get through SmackDown first. And yeah. Then I no, are, 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 are we done with NXT? Yes. Okay, so SmackDown. Um, okay, the opening segment was John Cena. And, of course, Baron Corbin comes out. Okay. <laughs> ben, now look. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what? 
I don't care about Baron Corbin. I'm not a fan, but I just I want to see what they're what they're doing here with this guy. I want to see where they where they go with this. As stupid as I, as it, it is, I'm just I'm curious to see where they're gonna go with this. Yeah, well, well, I can I can see that, but personally, it's just I don't give a shit about. No, Baron I mean, Corbin, no, I, mean so. I don't I don't care about Baron Corbin. I, I've never liked him. I just I'm just. I'm morbid curiosity. I just want to see where, where they go with this. It's, it's, I can so, see that. If they start if they start doing this happy Corbin the garbage, okay. <laughs> oh god. I, I mean I I'd rather I'd rather they bring back the Lone Wolf gimmick than do a happy right, Gordon right. Corbin gimmick. You know what? I was about to say, you know what? When he was doing the Lone Wolf. He, he wasn't doing bad. He was doing fine. So what's different now? Now that he lost his crown, he lost everything. What? what? He can't go back to doing the lone wolf? He was doing fine back then. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes the simplest solution is the best one. Yeah, right. So, um, okay, so our opening match is Ray Mysterio and Jimmy. So this wasn't a bad match. But again... The Uso was just knowing everything, but I'm not gonna go into that. Uh, then we had uh, the Bianca Belair segment uh, where Carmella comes out wanting another title shot. That brings out Selena Vega, and then we get the return of Sasha Banks. I like this, um, and at first I was I was really confused because. You know they had um, they had Bianca and uh, Sasha teaming up and like and they were acting all chummy and and shit like that. I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but then then I I will always say I have no problem giving uh, WWE credit when I'm proven wrong or that they do something right. And there were, remember how I said there were two different occasions where I was like, wait a minute. And then they actually um, pulled the right trigger. And this was, this was the first of those occasions because I was like, wait a minute. I don't want to see them as a happy chubby tag team because the last time we saw them at WrestleMania 36, they were in this badass feud. Yeah. Um, and then, and then of course, of course, the night ended with uh, Sasha Banks turning on uh, Bianca. So um, I was I was happy that they kept that uh, they kept that going. It's just that you know. Why? Why did? Why did uh, Sasha need to act like that in the first place? So, I mean, I, I we got to the right um, to the right destination. It's just I would I would have had I would have just continued the feud from the jump as soon as as soon as she came running out. Alright, uh, next we have the 24-7 championship. Reggie is going to face a mystery opponent who turned out to be Chad Gable. How about Ben? And I have a question. Yeah. Is it just me or does uh, Otis look like a creepy version of Brock Lesnar? 
Yeah, he looks like the poor man's version of Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah. he, he looks creepy. Like, okay, I don't know what to make of it, but um, this one again, I just like the Reginald's entrance. I didn't like this uh, this one as much as I Monday night, but that was fine. I know Ben's thinking, "What the hell?" Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm yawning out of impatience. <laughs> that be okay. I hate contract signings. Yeah. What do you think of this one? Um, I was I was very confused because, you know, I'm like, okay, why why is Finn Bauer out there? Because it's so obvious that you have to go with, um, you know, Cena versus Reigns, and then. I mean, look, we're going to get Cena versus Reigns, and that's what we saw at the end of the segment, but it it just seemed like a lot of extra rigmarole to get to where we're going. Yeah, really? Baron Corbin versus Roman Reigns? Really? Yeah, and, and then and then and then you're gonna have you're you're gonna put Finn in there and you know I mean, I get it. The segment actually came off pretty cool, but it's just—it's a lot of—it's a lot of rigmarole to get to where we know yeah. we have to go. I'm gonna say I hate the contract signing part and all that. I didn't mind it. I'm saying like usually I hate the contract signing part, but I liked the Romans from the beginning. Yeah, I did too. And then we have. Okay, it's six man tag match. Um do we really want to go through this one? No. Okay, and then we had ooh, apparently Seth Rollins attacked Edge. Yeah, that that pissed me off. That was a waste of interference by Edge. Okay, and then we had Bianca Bella and Sasha Banks versus Carmel and Selena Vega in the main event. Well, yeah, and the main event was for the turn, but to me, to me, you didn't have to have the turn in the first place. If you know, if she had, if she had come out as a heel in the first place. Well, uh, what you think of the match itself? Um, eh, I um, I'm I'm not I'm not really a, a fan of Selena Vega in the ring, and um. You know, Carmella has gotten a lot better. I I give her credit, but it's I think the match was overshadowed by the angle. I have a bit of trivia for you, Ben. Now you we've heard uh, Carmella's entrance theme, right? Yeah. And do you know what the you know what the title of the theme is? No. The title is Tredici. Do you know what that is? No. That is the Italian word for thirteen. Okay, that's really random. Yeah, no, I just thought really uh, because I just I, I was uh, looking at I was uh, putting my playlist together the other night. No, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm not in, I'm not um, saying anything about you, but like, I'm like, why would Carmel's theme be called that? Yeah, uh, that's why that's that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. Like uh, when I saw the title of the music, the theme, I'm like, wait, why? That's just so random. Why would they call that that? I don't know. Oh wow. Yeah. 
So that would that is SmackDown. Ben, I'm gonna I'm gonna open the phone lines and see what what we get if we have any uh, connection here. Hello, Ben. Yes, sir. What's going on? This this time travel. You know, it's it's it takes something out of you. You know, you uh, you go from from one you know, space continuum to another, and it's just like uh, it's like a Harry Potter movie out here. <laughs> Harry, who? I don't know what you talk about. I've never heard of that. What is that? Is that some kind of a movie? Uh, yeah, trust me, trust me. When you get here, you'll understand. All right, I'm sure I will. Uh, I'm sure I'll like it because uh, from the way uh, you're uh, going on about it. Well, considering I just said one sentence, I don't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, right. we have different definitions of going on and on. So um, we are here in 1988. So, how are things going this week for you in 2021? Uh, very good. And uh, considering I was an infant back in uh, 1988, this this should be a learning experience for me. So, it's um, going, going to be quite entertaining. So, so you uh, say I'll be the judge of that. Oh, okay. Well, I um. First of all, have you checked out any movies uh, this week? Um, no, no, I, I don't. I don't think I did. I've been, I've been watching. Um, I've been watching a lot of The Shield. The Shield. What, what is that? Um. Oh, it was a. Um, it was a very popular show. Um, back in the early two thousands. Oh, it God. um it um stars Michael Chiklis as a, like a corrupt police officer. Oh, it's really good. Sounds good. Now, Ben, I have a question for you. Do you 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 like you like comedy, right? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, well, have you seen any uh, of these any see any of these uh, movies in this series called Police Academy? Uh, no. Oh, well, this one, Police Academy 5, just came out not long ago. And how many, how many, um, how many police academies do you think they're going to end up doing? Oh, I think they, I think it could be, I think they could do a whole bunch of sequels, but I really hope they don't. I mean, I can see them doing at least two more. Now, now, uh, you know, nowadays they have this series called Fast and Furious. Okay. Which, which we're now up to, to um, you know, 10 confirmed movies. My goodness, wow. <laughs> Nine is coming out soon, and then 10 is going to come out, I think, in like 2022 or something. Wow. Yeah, it, it's it's and and the reason I bring up Fast and Furious is because according to the the trailer, 
there's gonna be uh, there's gonna be space travel. Oh, oh my! So it, it it goes with the theme of uh, you know what we're doing here. All right, cool. Uh, okay, so let's take a look at what we have here in Memphis Wrestling. We are going to March twelfth, nineteen eighty-eight. Which hey. It's my birthday. I'm like 14 years old. Oh, Lord. <laughs> You're such a nerd. What? Did little Elio get what he wanted for his birthday? No, technically I'm in a hospital. Oh, well, that's not fun. No, it's not fun. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I was watching this these two this episode of um, Memphis Wrestling, and uh, here's what we have here. Now we have Eddie Gilbert defeating Scotty the Body. Do you, have, do you have any idea who this guy is? Yeah, I know exactly who that is. Okay, so Eddie Gilbert defeats Scotty the Body, and then we have an interview with Tommy Gilbert, and he is talking about Eddie Marlin because the big feud at this time currently going on is the Gilberts and Eddie Marlin. That is one of the big feuds going on at this moment. Okay, cool. Then we had Nightmare Kenny Wayne defeating Doug Gilbert by disqualification. A lot of Gilberts in this fucking Well, okay. Card. I'll, I'll tell you who there is. There's Eddie Gilbert, his brother Doug Gilbert, and their father Tommy Gilbert. Yeah, I mean, I've I've heard of them. I just, you know. There, yeah, I, you know what? I didn't even know there was uh, another Gilbert. I only heard of uh, Doug Gilbert. No, uh, Eddie Gilbert was involved in the early no, I, no, days no, of no, ECW, I think. No, I know, I know who Eddie Gilbert is and who Doug Gilbert is. I just uh, never knew who Tommy Gilbert was. I'd only heard the name. Oh, okay. All right, then we have a Jeff Jarrett and Billy Travis interview. And then that team of Jeff Jarrett and Billy Travis defeat Rough and Ready. Okay. Yeah, that, <laughs> that is such a weird name. Next week. Uh, yeah, you think? Next we have the Midnight Rockers defeating the Zebra Warriors. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, come again? <laughs> The zebra warriors. And, and, and who and who are the zebra warriors? The zebra warrior one and zebra warrior two. That's all I know. <laughs> oh god, yeah, you can definitely tell that this is the eighties. Okay, then we have Gary Young and Max Payne interview, and they are they are pretty much feuding with everyone in Memphis at this time. They are currently feuding with Jeff Jarrett and Billy Travis. And then the team of um, Payne and Young defeat the team of Doug Dancing and Ricky Nelson. Oh, boy. So now we are going on to the March 19th episode of Memphis Wrestling. And correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't I supposed to be guessing who the faces and who the heels are? So let's stick with that theme for this second show, shall we? All right. Well, you can jump in any time. 
Uh, no, uh, I'm sorry. With with the, with the last one, I got distracted by the zebra warriors. Okay. No, no. I'm saying you can jump in any time, like with uh, your guesses or like anything you have to add. Okay. Very good. All right. So this second episode starts with Jerry Jarrett interview presenting the award to Lance Russell for the best announcer in the country for the fourth year in a row. Oh my goodness! What was that? <laughs> I'm sorry. Bad timing on the on the yawn. T- time travel has that uh, effect on me. Sometimes. Good grief! A yawn from 2021 <laughs> reached all the way back in time to 1988. Wow! That's some powerful yawning. Then we have an up an update on Sherry Lawler after Eddie Gilbert threw a fireball in his face. I remember this that segment though. Right, uh, that that was a uh, that was a uh, um, Gilbert interfering in a match between Austin Idol and Jerry Lawler, and then that set up the that sets up the Gilbert and Lawler match feud. Cool. So we had Eddie Gilbert defeating Alan Reynolds in eleven seconds with a knockout punch. God. <laughs> Clearly, clearly, Anthony Agogo has been taking lessons from the Gilberts. Anthony who? Oh yeah, it's just pay no mind to the to the guys <laughs> behind the curtain. Don't even worry. <laughs> <laughs> Follow that. Eddie Gilbert gives an interview and says Lawler and Bill Dundee are gone forever, forever, and Steve Kern is next. Oh, such idle threats. So Gilbert's going after Steve Kern. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, it, it's so funny how in wrestling, it's like, you always hear like these never again stipulations, and then just by nature of how the business works, it, it all you know comes back on itself. And then Ben, we have we have a brawl breaking out in the studio. Oh no. A brawl between Jerry Jarrett and Tommy Gilbert. And Tommy is holding Jarrett's arms while Eddie throws a fireball in his face. Well, I'll tell you what, they they can be brawling, but they better not fuck up any of my time travel instruments because I got to get back to current times before too long because I got shit to do tomorrow. (laughs) Then we have Tommy and Doug Gilbert defeating Doug Dancing and Scotty DeBody. Doug Gilbert hits a power bomb for the three counts. So I'm I'm assuming the Gilberts in this scenario are uh, are faces. No, the Gilberts are heels. <laughs> they are heels in this time. Well, well, you know, I I know that they're known for being heels, but I I I, I could have sworn that Scotty the body was a heel at the time. They were using Scotty the body to try and uh, take out Jerry Lawler because they have a bounty on uh, Lawler's head, $25,000 bounty. Oh, okay. So they were using Scotty the body to try and take Lawler out. So then we have an Eddie Marlin interview, of course, continuing his feud with the Gilberts. Then we have Kenny Wayne and Ricky Nelson defeating Rough and Ready. Wayne hits a German suplex for the three count. So, uh, t- 
judging by the stupid tag team name, I'm guessing <laughs> that I'm guessing that Roth and Reddy are faces. Uh, no, Roth and Reddy are heels. I'm I'm really I'm 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 really striking out here. Now hold hold on hold on. Next we have a new uh, segment on the show. Oh God! We have quiet time with Brother Ernest. Who the fuck is Brother <laughs> Ernest? Right. <laughs> 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 now apparently in in your, in in your, in twenty twenty one. There exists a, a person who used to go by the name of Brother Love. Oh my God! Well, before him, there was Brother Ernest. Please tell me that Bruce Pritchard is not Brother Ernest. No, 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 no. completely different person. Brother okay. Ernest, complete with the Good Book. And he all, all he asks is for fans to send in their donations to him. Oh, oh, okay. So that makes sense. <laughs> I wonder if Brother Devon was uh, was uh, um, influenced by Brother Ernest. Remember when he had the um, the donation plate gimmick with? Deacon no, I no, I, I I still have many years to catch up to you. Oh, well, uh, uh, duh. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes I forget that we're in the middle of a space continuum. Then we have our six-man tag match with the team of Terry Adonis. Now, here's where you're going to get to figure out who the heels and who the faces are. Although I don't really think you can in this match because I don't even know who the heels and faces are in this one. Terry Adonis... Don Bass and Brickhouse Brown defeat Ken Raper and the Zebra Warriors. Well, I'm I'm guessing that the Zebra Warriors would have been faces at this point, but yeah, actually, uh, you know what? I'm looking at it now because Brickhouse Brown is associated with with the Gilberts and Stud Stable and everything, so. And uh, Brickhouse Brown delivers a headbutt for the three count. So winning with a headbutt. Yeah, well, that well that finishing move would cause issues. No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about a headbutt from the top rope. I'm talking about like a standing headbutt. Just like if I were standing face to face with you and I delivered a headbutt, you go down and I pin you for the three count. Oh, well, that's kind of like. <laughs> But then, but then, then again, then again, an actual headbutt, if someone hits you with that, that really does hurt. Okay, and then in the main event, we have Max Payne and Gary Young defeating Ron and Don, the Bruce Brothers, with help from Brother Ernest. Oh, God, Ron and Don. <laughs> I know who they are. Uh, these are, I, I don't think you know these two because they're two completely different people. Really, they're not the Harris brothers? No, uh, nope. Okay. They are Don and Ron, the Bruce brothers. All right, so that does it for March. Uh, we have two more shows and then we're out of, they were back in 2021. All right, very good. So, 
April 9th, then guess what? We're April 28th, and I just saw this new movie called Beetlejuice that came out. Well, I'm not even alive yet. I'm not even born for another two months. Beetlejuice is awesome. Oh, if you, you know what? If you get a chance, check it out. It's a really good movie. Now, the 2021 version of me has seen that, and I actually really like that movie. Uh, I'm telling you, it was so great. So let's take a look at what we have here. We have opening match, Tom Brandy defeating Keith Eric with a flying forearm. Tom Brandy, okay. They they told us where this guy uh, is from. He's from Chippendale, New York. Can you guess his gimmick? Chippendale dancer. <laughs> now, now, ladies and gentlemen, if this is the same Tom Brandy, um, then in 2021, I actually know the guy and work with him. If it's the same one. And uh, I believe uh, in your timeline, he used to do the gimmick of Salvatore Sincere. Yeah, then, then yeah. Then that's exactly who we're talking about. And yes, sir. He he works very heavily with the with the independent wrestling league that I'm associated with. All right, and then uh, we have highlights from the Eddie Gilbert Jerry Lawler match that took place. Where this time it's Lawler who throws a fireball in Gilbert's face. I tell you, these guys love throwing fireballs. Yeah, it's. Uh... Uh, it's an overplayed gimmick, you know. Actually, uh, you know, I'll I'll give you a little bit of a spoiler alert for years down the line. There's going to be a uh, a failed fireball gimmick situation that takes place in uh, October of 1998 that is going to turn you off of fireballs forever. Oh wow! Okay, looking forward to that or not. <laughs> Then we had Jerry Lawler defeating Tommy Punk in 33 seconds with a fist drop from the second rope. Well, at least that's a proper finisher. Then we have an Eddie Gilbert, Eddie Marlon Doug Gilbert argument. Tom and Doug attack Marlon. And then we have, and that sets up an Eddie Marlon versus Tommy Gilbert cowboy boot match. What the hell is a cowboy boot match? You're going to have a boot. Whoever gets hold of the boot can use it on their opponent. Okay. That's kind of lame. <laughs> then we have the Mighty Yankees defeating and Doug and Doug dancing. Sorry, the Mighty Yankees and Doug dancing. Alan Reynolds uh, yeah, defeating uh, Doug dancing Alan Reynolds. They made the Cuban assassins defeat William Thompson and Ken Raper. And we close up. Sorry. The Cuban assassins. That's hilarious. And then we had to close out the show. We have Gary Young, Max Payne, and Brickhouse Brown defeating the Bruce Brothers and Scott Steiner. Oh my God. <laughs> and that brings us to our, uh... our, our last show, sir. Now, I know that this is going to scare the hell out of some people, but uh, Scott Steiner, in my timeline, is known as the Big Bad Booty Daddy. (laughs) 
I'm not familiar with that phrase. Big bad booty daddy, what? <laughs> what? On? what? Well, I told you it was going to scare the yeah. piss out of you. I have to have a word with Scott Steiner and ask him what, he, what he's uh, talking about, what he, his thought process is. <laughs> well, please stop him from using this skewing because it's, ter- it's terrifying. Scott, Scott, you want to come in here for a minute? Why do you call yourself the big bad booty daddy? What? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, God. There we go. I sorry, that was a bad impression of Scott Steiner. I think he's gonna have a few words with me after. <laughs> well, geez, if he doesn't, I will, because that would suck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this this uh, last of the format four cards. Highlights of Jerry Lawler and Kurt Hennig. Uh, the man that will become known as Mr. Perfect. And then we have a Scotty the Body interview, who, and he explains why he got involved with the match between Lawler and Hennig, and he says that he was set up by Eddie Gilbert, who brought him in to take Lawler out, but he lost to Lawler, and so, see, he was brought in because he was promised a date with Missy Hyatt, but that date never happened. I remember I remember that. So here we go. Jerry Lawler defeats Scotty the Body with a fist drop from the second rope. And then after that, he's uh, confronted at the interview um, set by Lawler. And Lawler forgives him, shakes his hand. Then Misty High walks in and tells him that the date's off and that he's a loser and slaps him. <laughs> Wait a minute, Lawler slapped him? No, Missy Hyde slapped him. Oh, well, that makes it even funnier. Then we have a video of Eddie Gilbert talking about how he'll do anything he has to do to get to Lawler, including go after his family. Yeah, we've seen how that plays out. Then Tommy and Doug Gilbert versus the Bruce Brothers goes to a double disqualification. Then we have an interview with the AWA, AWA World Champion, Cool Kurt Hennig. And he explains his actions, that Eddie Gilbert brought him in to collect the bounty on Waller's head. Oh, well, that was a cool little turn of events. Then we have a Jerry Chair interview followed by a Brickhouse Brown interview who also vows to collect, collect the $25,000. But wait a minute, wait a minute. Didn't, uh, didn't Kurt Hennig just collect the, the bounty or no? No, apparently uh, this, this bounty is uh, going on. Everyone's fighting to like try and take Lawler out. Oh, okay. So I guess we're gonna yeah. have to we have to wait and see uh, who who actually does if it happens. Then we have Gary Young and Max Payne versus Kenny Wayne and Tom Brandy. The match is thrown out. Cuban Assassins defeat Scott Steiner and Ricky Nelson. And in the main event, we have Jeff Jarrett, Billy Travis, Steve Kern, and Mike Graham defeating the Blue Knight, Keith Eric, and Russell Reddy. Well, I, I'll, give it, I'll give you this. They definitely stay consistent with uh, storytelling in, uh, in the 80s, which is unfortunately not something that uh, that is done very well in current uh, professional wrestling. Let me ask, let me ask so listening to these four shows from Memphis, what are your thoughts on the wrestling in 88? 
Well, it definitely sounds like it's more entertaining than that on Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown in 2021. Oh, my God. All right, well... Uh, I, I would gladly go back in time to watch those shows or these shows currently. All right, well, that brings our time to have a close. Ben, I will talk to you next week. I'm not sure where we're going to be traveling to. I think we're still going to be in 88. Uh, we'll see how, and I believe I we're gonna have a uh, highlight, a spotlight on Jerry Lawler. Cool. Yeah. All right. So um, I'm gonna have to go. I'm losing connection here. Yeah. We're we're a, bu- we're a bunch of nerds, ladies and gentlemen. We just ha- we just have fucking fun on this podcast. <laughs> What's going on? We gotta we gotta entertain ourselves because WWE certainly doesn't get the job done. <laughs> Man, what was going on? What, what, what did you learn this week? Uh, many things, including uh, including Ravens' former gimmick and. Uh, Scott Scott Steiner before he was the big bad bitty daddy. <laughs> Just stop with that. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, so actually, um, before we close the show, I got a couple of lists for you. So uh, we're gonna be back in a, in a minute while I grab the list. Stay tuned. All right, Ben. So before we close out the show, I've got a couple of lists for you. The first is the Attitude Era theme. Okay, top, yeah, yeah. The, the, top, this, top, the top 10 ranked Attitude Era themes. All right, well, this is going to open the door for me to be potentially pissed off. You do, you do understand that because the Attitude Era is where I fell in love with professional wrestling. So if someone bastardizes it with this list, I'm going to be very irritated. Okay. Fans, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play those themes, and then after they're all done, I'm going to reveal the order that they've been played in like the order they appear in on the list you suck So let me uh, go and uh, back, and I'm going to reveal the order they're they appearing on the list. Oh, God. So give me a minute here, and I will be right with you. All right. 
fans, we are back and uh, Ben, here's the order. Are you ready? I don't know. Number 10, Kurt Angle. Okay. Okay, I can get with that. Number nine, he who shall not be named. Okay. Number eight is The Rock. Oh, fuck right <laughs> off. Number seven, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I give up. I, I don't want to hear anymore. I, I don't want to hear anymore the goddamn list. No. Actually, no. I, I'm, I'm sorry. This is not attitude. The era. This is just like a random themes. That's why I think John Cena was in there. Okay. Well, still, if you're gonna put, if you're gonna put Stone Cold Steve Austin at number seven, fuck you. At number six is The Undertaker. I I can't do this. Who the fuck is this individual? (laughs) Number five is John Cena. Wait, wait, wait. You're not answering my question. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you this individual goes by the name of Katie Ballantyne. Well, you know, well, now you're a lady, so I can't. (laughs) <laughs> number four is Triple H you see fans see what you do like co-host okay here's the top three are you ready no Randy Orton in number three bullshit Shawn Michaels in number two and the number one ranked WWE superstar theme on this list Edge. Such anger <laughs> that is emanating from my pores. <laughs> okay, you know what? I have something that'll help you. I have a top 10 list of regular music, classic rock themes. All right? Okay. From 10 to 1. Okay, so I'm going to play them all and then... This is actually in the order that they appear on the list. Wow. Yeah, I'm surprised Smoke on the Water wasn't higher on the list. That's a good list, man. Now, number nine, no, number eight for Stairway to Heaven. I don't know. Were you keeping track of the numbers? No, no, I, I, I lost track because I was enjoying the music. Okay, Deep Purple was at number five. That surprised me. I expected that to be higher. I know, right? So that is just another random list I found. I thought it'd be fun to 
get away from like the WWE themes. Uh, yeah, because I'll tell you, I'll tell you, some some of these people that make this these list things. You want another they, one? I have another one. Save it for next week. All right. We're, we don't want to burn out through, through all of these things, but, all right. but you gotta wonder where their heads at. You know, it's seriously like, but like this is cool. This is why on TikTok it's just fun. Like, whenever I see this stuff, I'm like, oh, this sounds like it would be fun to put on the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, we you bring this show to a close. Yeah, absolutely. I gotta, I gotta get to sleep. I got a long night ahead of me tomorrow. Dude, night. How, how long do you have to travel tomorrow? So all in all, it's gonna be like seven hours. No, like what time? What time? So what time will you leave, be leaving? I'll be leaving at like two thirty, and yeah. it takes like like um three four hours each way. So two three four. You'll you'll be there by like. 6.30 or something like that. Yeah. Right. All right, yeah. very good. And then I guess the show starts at 8 or 7.30? Yeah. Very good. So enjoy the show, and then uh, next week I want to hear all the results and everything that happened. Absolutely. All right. So, fan, so fans, for my co-host Ben, I'm Elio. This is the PC Bear Show Wrestling Podcast. We will talk to you all next week, Ben. Say goodbye uh. to the fans. Can you please come up with some better lists for the next series of shows? I mean, good God. Between, between your, your movie posters and these lists, I, I'm, I'm going to start having health problems. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, I was telling my, my co-host off air, one of these two weeks, I'm actually going to end up killing him on air with the posters I put up. Well, well, and no, nobody wants that because you know, with without either one of us, there is no show. Uh, exactly, I can't do a show by myself. I could, but I'd put myself to sleep. <laughs> well, the same can be said for me. So it looks like we're stuck with each other. All right, fans. We will talk to y'all next week. <laughs>